everybody. This is Joshua Picklesheimer, sports writer for the Bellringer newspaper with another edition of the Sports Squad from Augusta University's Department of Communication and Bellringer Phoenix Media. Today, the Sports Squad will discuss Augusta University's volleyball team's recent match against Georgia College, as well as AU's men's basketball's recent loss to Emory. Uh, joining me today on the squad is sports writer Justin Gray and Dr. David Bulla, the department chair of communication here at Augusta University. Guys, uh, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Um, so kicking us off, uh, Dr. Bulla, we'll start off talking about volleyball. Uh, they're 21-4 and right now. Uh, they just beat Georgia College 3-0, and I don't think this is much of a surprise to anybody that we beat Georgia College just because the, the, we've dominated, or they've dominated Georgia College this entire season. Uh, talk about the game and um, what you see in the stats or what you saw and how they dominated so easily. Well, I mean, uh, the first two sets they won pretty easily, 25-20, 25-15. But the third set was close, and uh, if you watched it, the uh, crowd got into it. The players got in. They celebrated after they won a regular season match as if they had won a, the conference championship, which they haven't yet. Uh, although they're going after their second conference regular season championship in a row, but they still have to, of course – uh, beat Lander uh, twice to make that happen. Anyway, I, I think the interesting thing last night was that um, while Jasmine Wheeler, who uh, of course was honorable mention All American last year and uh, All Peach Belt, All Everything, um, the the senior from Phoenix, Arizona, had her typical match. She had 15 kills. She had 14 digs. Uh, I believe she had one service ace. Um, the real, the real big thing was that uh, John V. A. Bugs, um, who's the transfer from Austin P. and the setter of the team, starting setter, she had a career high. Uh, she told me uh, forty-five um, assists. So just an inc- tremendous night for her. She always gets uh, a couple of good serves in. She got one ace. Uh, she also had a dig. So um, I call it the J and J show. Um, did its usual yeoman job, although John V. A. just a little bit better than uh, than uh, normal and. Uh, you know, the two of them, their stats are just unbelievable for the season. Uh, John Vier is up to 659 assists, and uh, Jasmine now has 341 uh, kills. So, um, but it was a very balanced attack overall. I think uh, maybe one of the big surprises, not surprises, but a, a nice uh, um, uh, outing uh, came from, some, um, from uh, Savannah Davis, um, who um, she had nine kills. Uh, and um, that went along with what Jasmine did, and then Kaylee Cleaver uh, had uh, nine, and Sophia Kruchko and Madeline Eden had five each. So they got plenty of kills. They had 53 kills, mm-hmm. and Georgia College only had 30, and I think that's probably the difference. Uh, so AU attacked at about a 270 uh, two clip compared to a 107 for Georgia College, and that's two really low uh, clips in the last two matches. The previous match, the opponent only had a .000 um, percentage. Um, so overall, I think uh, the blocking is really strong. And again, it was also nice to see Jada uh, Sukataraga back. She had had a little uh, uh, foot injury and set out two matches and was wearing a walking boot, but she came back and she. Uh, uh, she she played one set. I'm not sure if the plan was to play any more of that or they're just reevaluating, but she did play a little bit. Um, so um, kept pace with Lander. Um, Lander's 8-0 in the conference. Augusta's 7-1. Of course, Augusta's only loss was to Lander at home a couple of weeks back. Um, AU has to play Aiken, you know, 
uh, AU's arch rival twice this weekend. Friday night here at Chris and Barry at six, and then Saturday night afternoon up there uh, at their convocation center at three. So don't want to have any slip ups. Uh, Aiken is not having a typical Aiken season, mm-hmm. but they're still quite capable of beating anybody, including Augusta and Lander. And then next Thursday and Friday is when it's all going to happen uh, if both Lander and and, and um, the Jaguars get through the weekend strong. Uh, with wins uh, next Thursday night at six at Chris and Barry will be the first of two uh, between Lander and um, Augusta, and then they'll go down, to, go up to Greenwood on Friday night at six o'clock and, and play the last one. The thing is, Augusta must win both; they can't mm-hmm. just win one uh, because uh, Lander uh, Bearcats have one. Uh, uh, in the bag, um, and so there's you, you have to say the the pressure is on AU um, anyway. But I think this is a sort of a senior oriented group, especially you know Jasmine Jada. Uh, John V.A. is a transfer, but she's she's got senior status. Uh, Allie Thies has been around for a while as a senior, so I think they and Dariana Luna uh, can handle it. I didn't mention uh, Dariana had another typical night for her, 24 digs. Uh, again, Jasmine had 14, and uh, Allie had um, 12. So defense was good, uh, and I think they're they're in good shape. Um, that last the, the last uh, set, 28-26, uh, uh, right at the end, uh, Cleaver and uh, Sophia Kruchko got big kills uh, to put put it away. Um, so we'll see what happens. You know, the other thing is, you know, you know, Jada obviously banged up at this time of year. Just as we've heard from our cross country uh, correspondents uh, here on the show, um, they're banged up. I mean, you know, you're you're 25 matches in. Uh, physically, you're beat up. You know. Also, we're in the home stretch now academically for the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the women on this team uh, take pretty you know, t- tough courses and uh, good majors and everything. So uh, all that comes into play. Uh, so um, I think uh, John VA was talking about uh, how you know you got to take care, got to take care of things like your body and your mind right now, big mm-hmm. time. So. Big, big, big week coming up, but this week's not over. Uh, Aiken, definitely, you cannot look past them. Um, one of the sets up there when we when the uh, Jaguars played up there last week was tight, um, and it kind of seems like now AU has one tight set every night out. So, uh, kind of get puts a little drama. And I'm sure Coach Cor- Sharon Quarles probably would like not to have mm-hmm. that drama, um, but still. Very good season. Another 20-win season. I don't think we got to mention this either. Uh, Coach Quarles now has nine here at Augusta mm-hmm. University. Um, uh, and and like the cross-country team, if they can win either the regular season or the tournament, that would be five straight Peach Belt crowns, which mm-hmm. uh, as Dip, he, he's not sure. Um, but th- I think this is probably the best streak anybody's ever had, uh, uh, any of our teams. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no. Uh, the you, you mentioned how there was a close game, or there's always like at least one close set. And the, yesterday, the last set was the close one. Right. They, they won that one, twenty eight to twenty six. And you know, you were mentioning how the players are banged up, and this is where you kind of want to see. Uh, hopefully, they'll get back and they'll play better. Um, but I mean, even if if Jada's like banged up, and you don't get her as much. I think I saw uh, a lot from Ka- uh, Kaylee Claver yesterday with her right. fourteen kills. I feel like those are really big, and she's coming off an ankle injury herself. But I mean, I think if you can just get a like. Let's say you get Jada comes back somewhat herself, and you get Cleaver killing the ball, and you get Wheeler doing what she does. I mean, I think you got a solid 
I mean, obviously, and you got Bugs and all them playing great defense. So, I mean, if you get this team just anywhere close to just firing on all cylinders, I think this he, the Peach Belt is in danger mm-hmm. for when it comes, especially Lander, uh, when the Jaguars can go down there and play them, for sure. Well, I think the big thing uh, for the Lander match is, uh, you know, both teams – have a tape of each other, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of adjustments are made. Uh, we noted when they played Lander that Lander, A, had one of their servers serve left-handed, and then one of their better outside hitters hit left-handed. Don't get to see that very often. Most people mm-hmm. in this sport are right-handed. And so I, you know, I think we're going to see in a situation where uh, – one or both coaches are probably going to make uh, some uh, adjustments. And I think that, um, you know, it seems like to me, based on the fact that Lander won in four, um, that uh, probably Coach Quarles has to make the more important adjustment. We'll see what it is. I will remind people, in that match, AU had played the night before. They'd also played, I believe, Tuesday night that week. Lander only played that one match that week. So they, I think they were fresher, even though they had to ride the bus down from, from Greenwood. But I also think that after that first set, the next two sets were fairly close. AU almost came back and won the second. They won the third. Then I think they were out of gas. So, um, you know, I have a feeling no matter what happens, we're going to see some five-set matches next week. Um, but again – uh, and I'm a former high school coach, although I didn't coach volleyball. you got to go one game at a time. I'm sure Sharon uh, – would one match at a time, I'm sure Sharon would say that too. So they need to be focused on on the Pacers now. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to uh, AU men's basketball. You know, last week we – or a couple weeks ago we had um, Coach Depp on. You know, he was, we were talking about the big win that they had at Georgia Southern, talking about how for some reason it was might go the same way it did a couple years back where they, they won the game that they didn't think they were going to win and then they lose the game that they thought they were going to win. And so they they lost to Emory 96-86, to 86, you know, but there was a couple bright spots. You know, you had Zaire Edwards, you know, got 21, the freshman, and then you got David Vitti getting 22. Uh, you know, Justin, you know, you, you traveled with the team. You saw them play live. Um, what did you see different about this game compared to the Georgia Southern game? And, I mean, there was a pretty big thing of why we think that they lost. Yeah, I mean, um, Kirby wasn't there. Jaquez Kirby, he did not play. Um, he had he got his wisdom teeth taken out and couldn't make the trip. So it, it played for some younger guys to get to – step up Zaire Edwards didn't travel to Georgia Southern Isaiah Arnold didn't um either and those two guys got to play a lot last night Zaire Edwards was the biggest biggest piece he had 21 points he made uh six three-pointers and um so um they just didn't play well 25 fouls and 18 turnovers that's never a good recipe for success and um they got to play better going forward. Coach Mitras said they played like a team that thought it was going to be easy. They played lazy, and they just got to get better. Played very, very bad. You know, the other thing, uh, Justin, is that uh, Emory was 33 for 38 from the foul line. Augusta uh, got there 31 times but missed nine. Uh, even David Vitti is a wonderful shooter, got a great stroke. He was only 11 of 16. I'm sure he'd be the first to tell you that's just not going to cut it when you're, you know, you're one of your big parts of your game is your shooting ability. So, um, And yet, Augusta, Augusta outshot Emory uh, 43% uh, to um, 
about 40% of overall. Hey, you shot 42% on threes. That's good. Uh, Emory shot 30, but then the free throw advantage, you know, that's 11 points right there. And, you know, that's basically what the difference was. Um, Dib, I talked to him this morning. He said that uh, the thing he was most disappointed in is uh, the team just wasn't getting back on defense quick enough. And I think that that's what you're talking about when it comes to they thought they could just show up and win. But this is a really good Division three program. Coach Zimmerman, uh, who was a wonderful player at Davidson, a little before Curry, um, and um, he's done a great job there. They're always making the NCAA Division three tournament. Last year they were one and done in the tournament. I have a feeling this year's team is going to go, you know, Sweet 16, Elite 8, if not further. Um, so there's nothing wrong with losing to Embry. I know everybody's like, hey, well, how, you know, how do you beat a Division One team, lose a Division Three? But remember, you got a Division One team's got a new coach, they're rebuilding, they got new guys. Here's a Division Three program where there is no transfer portal and a very solid coach, great record down, uh, uh, down there uh, in Atlanta. And he, you know, his team knows what they're going to do, and this is a veteran team. So anyway, um, I, you know, I knew it was going to be a tough game no matter what um, because Emory's good. Yeah, they um, they made some good adjustments. Uh, they realized that the Jaguars had some young guys on the floor, and when they did, they started they upped the pace. They, I mean, every time the Jaguars made a shot, they were getting down the court, and um, they just they just outplayed. Like you said, I talked to VD after the game, and he said, if I wouldn't have shot like Shaq from the free throw line, we might have been okay. Right. So. Um, <laughs> they've got to they've got to play better, um, obviously. Um, Dimitri Gardner got in foul trouble in the first half. He had three in the first half. He only played seventeen minutes, so he's a big role, especially on defense. And we we had a they struggled to guard the perimeter without him out there. Zaire Edwards um, played a big role. He played twenty eight minutes off the bench, like I mentioned, but um, he was he was a fast guy. He's a faster guy, so he was big against um, a fast paced team like that. He's going to be big down the stretch for the. Jaguars. You know, the starting guard, so Dimitri Meech, as they call him, uh, Carson Seaman, and Chris Britt were three of 13 from the field. That That is telling, too. And again, I think with Dimitri, it's because of the foul trouble. He just didn't get to play very much. But overall, learning experience, which is good, especially for the young people. Remember, Dip's still trying to teach them how to play the Augusta University Jaguar way. So, um, but uh, uh, they'll learn from it. Uh, and when do they start now? They play on November 10th. They go to Barton College and play like a little round-robin thing. They play Mount Olive on the Friday night, November 10th, and then they play Barton on Saturday. Right. They, normally that's where he likes to start mm-hmm. up there in North Carolina. In fact, I think the first three games are on the road, and then they have six in a row that's at right. home. So when we get, when we get to December, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be – you know, a lot of home, a lot of home games, which uh, we'll we'll get to see this team develop, and uh, obviously by then Kirby will be back and mm-hmm. they'll be at full strength. Absolutely, you know, and I also think, like you were saying with Chris Brett, I mean, if this is this is just one game, obviously, like last year he got hot down the stretch, so I think once he just plays a little bit more, he'll he'll come into his own. I think he's just trying to get used to being the leader of the team and all this. So I think he's got a lot on his shoulders, but I don't think we got to worry too much about it. You know, uh, Michael Jordan always said, you know, as many times as he succeeded, there were a lot of times he failed, you know, just didn't have great games. And, um, you know, whether it was at North Carolina or with the Bulls. But um, 
you know, one night's not going to kill you. It's better to happen in an exhibition game because you know, clearly they need Chris. But it's good to know that uh, Zari's there. Um, Zari was one of the best uh, private school players in the state last year, if not the best, down in Savannah. Um, we're pretty lucky to get him. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a great, rec- I mean, great recruit for Dip uh, and Zach Tinkham, the assistant coach. So um, he's going to be fun to watch. He's not big, you're right, but he is he is an athlete. He and Jaquez are Division One caliber athletes, no question about it. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'll, I did want to also mention um, that um, – Max Madison had mm-hmm. uh, he had 14 points and 10 rebounds. He didn't shoot great. Six out of 15 is not great, but uh, I think he's going to get there. They're definitely going to need his rebounding, his post play. Um, and again, he didn't play that much at Pitt. He didn't play that much at St. Bonaventure. Um, and we saw that with Tyshawn. He came in with almost no minutes at Georgia Southern and give Dip and his assistants credit. Um, they eventually built him into – not just an All-American, but a guy who was in the running for National Player of the Year last mm-hmm. year uh, and is now playing in the country of Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Pro ball. Um, Mac, another thing about Max, Coach Meacher said after the game that um, with the young guys and the offense just not really clicking last night, that Max wasn't getting the ball where he wanted to on the floor. So it, it was a struggle. And, the, and Emory had a very good post player. He shot the ball well, and right. he was very good on defense. So it, it, it was a struggle for Max last night, even though he did have – 14 points, but um, I thought one of the most um, encouraging things was they got down by 18 and um, with like 10 minutes to go, and they went on a run to cut it to four, I believe, maybe even – it may have been six, but the, th- the two guys that made shots were Zaire and um, Isaiah Arnold, both freshmen. They both knocked down big-time three-pointers to get it to, – to cut that lead, but fouls happened and – Emory was shooting the lights out, so it just it, the league climbed back up. But I was proud to see that. Yeah, and you know, you texted me at halftime. They were up. Uh, AU was up four at halftime, which mm-hmm. you know, without without Kirby, that's pretty good. Also, I mentioned that Davion McAdam, who's a transfer mm-hmm. from uh, out in Wyoming and went to a college out there, Northwestern College. Uh, he had ten. He made two out of three threes. I, he strikes me when I watch him in practice uh, as a veteran player who knows how to play. Uh, he's not as athletic as Zaire or Jaquez, but I think he could eventually really help this team. You, this team's going to have to have more depth in the last couple of years. Last couple of years, we know relied on those four seniors. Before that, Troy Cragnell, uh, who's now playing in Iceland, um, and then you know Kirby obviously is in the mix, and Nvidi was one of the first guys, if not the first guy, off the bench. So I think you're going to have to see nine players. I know Dip, you know he's he's a little like. Uh, uh, Pat Riley, who used to say you only need five and then one or two off the bench. But that, that was last year. That was the last two years. Now I think you're going to see if nine or ten guys can contribute. Are we there yet? Uh, I think Dip would say no. Uh, Dip had some interesting comments at the dinner <laughs> on Sunday night with the community. Uh, but uh, I'll also say this. you know, He's been here 20, 21 years. Uh, he's just had one of the best teams he's had here. Um, a team that got to the final game two years ago uh, before losing to Northwest Missouri State. I think he's he. I think he's having fun because, in a way, he's got to teach again. And at heart, he's a teacher. I mean, coaches are teachers, uh, just like professors are. And so I think it's a challenge. I think you're going to see growth. There are going to be nights like this. Um, you know, 
that these kind of games hurt, and, you know, especially a coach's proudest tip is uh, doesn't hurt as much as losing the USC Aiken four times last year. I guarantee you that. So you know that's over. You got to move on. Let's see what happens. And I, and I think it's going to be exciting no matter what because Vidi especially and Jaquez, this is their team now, and so they put a different stamp on it. Maybe then you know. Um, um, Tyree, Tyshawn, uh, Miguel, and uh, uh, Darren uh, Lucas White. So let's see what happens. Let's uh, I, I keep an open mind. Two exhibition games don't matter really, in a sense, in the long run. Nobody will remember them when we get to February. So, but the next month and a half, we're going to find out kind of where the team is. But also, November and December are not quite the same as January, and February either, mm-hmm. because That's the right. games don't matter nearly as much as the Peach Belt games. Yeah, Coach Mitras last night actually got a technical foul at one point in the game because he was on the um, referees so hard because of the way they were calling the game. It was a little, I mean, constant whistles, but, you know, you got to play with it. He said, we're going to put our hands on them. If they're going to call it, they're going to call it. So, right. But I thought that was funny. He yeah. did get teed up. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Dip's a little, got a little Bobby Cox in him, a little Earl <laughs> Weaver in him, you know. But um, that's okay. That's his style and – you know, and he knows uh, Coach Zimmerman's a heck of a coach. Uh, they're 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 close. They're friends, um, and that's the kind of competitive spirit you want to see. And that will carry over to the players. Some of these guys have probably not played for coaches like Dip. You know, mm-hmm. and um, um, there's a reason AU's real <laughs> have this incredible men's basketball program. It's because the guy at the top. So, uh, but you know, it's also the guys on the floor and the talent and and. I think there's talent. I mean, Zaire is just he's going to have fun. He mm-hmm. and and you know and and we haven't had a full season of Britt being Chris Britt, mm-hmm. and he was a heck of a player. You know, he's from Gastonia, North Carolina. I'm on, I should be on his North Carolina Jags, and so I'm from <laughs> Greensboro, North Carolina. That's the home of James Worthy and Sleepy Floyd, uh, and. Um, you know, Dip went to. We're, we're lucky. Dip went to Belmont Abbey, so he has some recruiting connections up there. I think it's, it's one of his former players, actually, a coach up there. Uh, I think he's at Huss High School. Um, but um, man, these guys uh, get ready to enjoy an interesting and at times bumpy season. But I, I hope the fans will be patient and understand. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is not the Dogs, and this is not the Braves. You're not going to go out there and win 115 mm-hmm. games. But you can still have a really good time. And, you know, just to, to be honest with you, just to go see Jaquez do one of his unbelievable defensive plays. Sometimes it's a rebound. Sometimes it's a steal. Sometimes it's filling the lane on offense and getting the dunk. But he is a spectacular um, uh, athlete and basketball player. Yeah, they definitely missed him last night. They mentioned that they – allowed 14 offensive rebounds and of course he's there to help with that i do believe that um he would have had he would he could have got seven of those at least right so um, yeah just that was quickness a, yeah that was a big factor yeah, he, he would have been much quicker than they were yeah, yeah. the eagles out rebound the jaguars 37 31 that was pretty you know it's really a fairly tight game really when you talk about it coming down to free throws so um we'll see what happens but um he's got you know about a week a little more in a week now, uh, about ten days to, to get ready for those those games up in North Carolina, and um, we'll see what uh, what transpires. Dry sockets, what Kirby has. My wife had it when she got her wisdom teeth taken out. It is incredibly painful. 
I uh, told Dib, it's worse than having a migraine. Uh, you just you, you can't do anything. So it, it was the right thing not to take mm-hmm. him up there and, and to even take him up. He didn't even need to go up there and, mm-hmm. and, 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 be, and be in public. Uh, but he'll be over it by next week. Yeah. Absolutely, and I just want last thing I wanted to reiterate. I mean, I think I'm really excited for this season because the past couple of seasons they've had an amazing team. Not that this is an amazing team, but we get to see Coach Dip do what Coach Dip does yes. and use his <laughs> use his coaching ability a lot. Not that he doesn't, but like we get to yeah. see him take a team that's fairly inexperienced together and build it to the way he wants to. And I, that is what is really intriguing to me about this team and this season coming up. Yeah, you're going to see a little more Bob Knight and a little less uh, Phil Jackson mm-hmm. this year. <laughs> so. Absolutely. All right, well, that's going to wrap up to the show for you today. Uh, thank you for listening, and thank you to our panelists, Justin Gray and Dr. David Bola, for coming on the show. We'll be back soon with another episode. The Sports Squad is a production of the Bell Ranger Phoenix Media. The producer today was Jasmine Garcia. Thank you for uh, doing that for us today, as well as the videographer on our show will be Brianna Law from here on out. Uh, the opinions stated here are those of the individuals and not Augusta University. You can find us on aubellringer.com, on the Augusta Press website, on Spotify, and on social, and on social media, and YouTube now. So, please watch it on YouTube if you feel like it. Uh, please send your comments to bellringerproduction at gmail.com. Have a great day and listen again soon. This is Joshua Picklesheimer saying so long. We're out.